Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Meet the Founder, an Angel Notes podcast where we interview promising startup founders raising funds on the most popular crowdfunding platforms. Make sure to create a free account at angelnotes.co so you won't miss any episode. Today we have the pleasure to meet the founder of Alelo, a startup raising funds on Start Engine to bring its AI-powered digital training and learning platform to commercial users. Luis, thanks for being here today. How are you? I'm doing great. Pleasure to be here today, Manuel. So first of all, let's tell our listeners what Alelo is about. What are you working on? So we use AI technology to help people learn new skills rapidly. And we do that using uh, AI-enabled avatars that you can engage in conversations with. And we use this to role play various kinds of uh, situations you might find in the workplace or in real life. It helps people to quickly practice and build self-confidence so that when they encounter situation in real life, it feels familiar to them and they're prepared to handle it. So what's your background and what inspired you to start Talelo? How and why was the company created? So it started out as a spin-out of the University of Southern California. Uh, actually, I was a, a research professor at USC And I made the transition to found my own company because I saw that this technology, which we originally started developing at the university, had a lot more potential than a university would ever be able to realize. It really, we needed a private company to be able to distribute uh, products globally, which we are now doing. Great. So what is your business model? How are you going to make money? Who are your customers? And how are you going to reach and acquire them? So lots of questions. Let's make sure we cover all of them. So our primary model these days is a subscription business model, where basically we, uh, we offer our platform and uh, content that runs on our platform to customers uh, around the world. We also do some custom development or customization of learning content for customers. Uh, our customers are, on one hand, um, government uh, customers. We provide products. Well, we have an established line of products for learning foreign languages and cultures that are uh, used uh, by governments around the world. Uh, we also um, provide subscriptions to educational institutions We have a number of colleges and universities and schools around the world that are using our N-Skill platform, the English language content to for the, help their students improve uh, their English skills. And now we are uh, launching products that help prepare people for the workplace, uh, give them the skills that they need to be um, effective if they're learning a new occupation. So you are trying to transition from a project-based business model where you mainly work on development projects for the government to a SaaS business model with a focus on commercial customers. It this looks is like yes, this right. is at the same time the biggest opportunity and maybe a risk for the company. So what do your customers look like in 2020? What percentage of revenue comes from commercial users? And what type of commercial customers are you targeting specifically? So in 2020, about 75 to 80% of our customers were government customers. And then the rest 
were uh, educational institutions. Uh, we uh, have as a major customer Laureate International Universities. They are a network of higher education institutions uh, around the world. Uh, now in 2021, our, uh, our uh, uh, higher ed customer base continues to expand uh, as well as uh, school districts in the United States. And now we are getting demand from uh, corporate customers to provide training in essential communication skills. Um, one in particular is um, uh, communication uh, English for manufacturing. So uh, uh, example being uh, companies in the packaging industry. So under COVID, there have been certain industries in the United States, packaging being one of them, where there's been a huge increase in demand and then they have difficulty hiring people who can communicate effectively. They may have people who um, have limited English skills and, and they've never learned the vocabulary for talking about opter, operating a, a factory process. So we provide specific training in that area. And so this helps companies uh, to really improve their product quality because there are fewer errors, um, uh, uh, production errors that result ultimately from uh, communication problems. Another area where we're getting a lot of interest is in providing training for uh, contact tracer and tracers and other public health professionals to help deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. There's an urgent need to quickly provide people training so that they can help um, uh, address the problems uh, caused by the pandemic. So this, again, is one area where our technology is really proving itself. I also see that you are focusing mainly on B2B right now. Do you have any plan to develop a product for a B2C offering in the future? We, um, what we plan to do is to make our B2B offerings available uh, to individuals on a subscription basis as well. So we don't, we don't market to uh, uh, consumers, but we don't turn them away either. And uh if we see more demand for individual consumers then we will uh, we will pursue that certainly okay with regards to your partnership with laureate international universities would mm -hmm. you like to give us more details on this partnership yeah so basically what we what we had was a uh, an agreement there where basically they could provide uh, and it's typical for the kind of uh, subscription agreements that we put in place, which is to say that we provide to their students unlimited access to our platform, and then we charge a subscription fee based upon the number of registered users. And, and, and this is now uh, is, is something that uh, universities find to be uh, very attractive. We, we, in fact, we now... Are, um, have expanded our platform so that um, institutions, they can manage their, um, uh, their subscription themselves. They can add users, subtract users, do whatever they want. And we just um, charge them based upon the number of, of users at, at any one time. It works well for the students. 
and it, and it's very easy uh, for us to um, uh, to offer uh, at a at a at a low cost. Okay, and with regards to your product on the HR space, how does your traction mm -hmm. look like in that space? So uh, we are just getting started there, but um, we actually recently um, were um, informed that we uh, qualified as a, uh, a qualified team in the XPRIZE rapid reskilling uh, competition. And so uh, this, this is a competition that's running in the United States and uh, competitors are offering solutions for rapidly uh, retraining uh, workers for the um, uh, for new occupations and as, as I, I said we, we qualified and we now are um, busy ramping up uh, training new workers in the uh, in the healthcare profession and so we see this as a great opportunity to, to really uh, accelerate our entry into into the HR market and get a lot of publicity at the same time. Great, great. So all of the company's products represent a huge market and I love that. You know, I'm just a little bit concerned that there is a risk the company is working on too many things at once. You know, I saw many different startups failing because they weren't able to focus on a specific market and conquer it. I don't think this is the case given your proven track record of managing the business, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. We, uh, our, our technology has a lot of potential and basically what we do is we uh, we evaluate its potential in different markets and ones that look less promising than we um, uh, we discontinue. So really, we're, 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 we're focusing um, on on particular markets where we see a, a lot of potential. I'll give you an example uh, of one where we uh, decided uh, uh, not to focus. Uh, we. We provide, developed uh, a, a pilot course uh, for schools in the United States to help students improve their foreign language skills. And unfortunately, right now, I think partly due to the, uh, the stress of, of responding to the COVID-19 pandemic, we just didn't see the, uh, the, the market response that we were looking for. So fine, we'll put that aside. And so... Uh, we're um, uh, focusing on on corporate customers instead. Instead, so um, uh, uh, and and I, one thing that I would say is that is that some opportunities are ones that uh, that we may not address directly, but uh, we're happy for to work with strategic partners who can address those those opportunities. And and foreign language training is is. Um, for schools is is one example. So so there, rather than launching products ourselves, we decided that the best way to move forward is if if an established publisher want uh, has a product that we can integrate into, fine, we can do that, um, and then they can offer it to their established market, uh, their customers. And then we don't take the risk 
of uh, doing that, uh, building up a a, um, a, a, uh, a sales program ourselves. So, so that's one way that we um, that that we can exploit the opportunities that te technology provides while limiting our risk. Interesting. Thanks. So. I see that you offer custom curriculums, and that's great. And, you know, correct correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I guess that is not that, that scalable as a plug-and-play SaaS model. So what type and how many pre-built products, curriculums, do you have right now? And what percentage of your 2020 revenue came from pre-built curriculums and what from custom curriculums? And what are your thoughts about scalability? So uh, you're, you're quite right that the, um, the, the custom development is um, it's, it's not as scalable and, and often the margins are not as good either. So uh, in, in 2020, so our, our government products were all that, that was all custom development and our uh, offerings to uh, to uh, institutions and schools that that was all uh, off the shelf subscription model. And so those uh, the, 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 the offering that we've gotten the most traction for and continue to get uh, traction uh, is uh, our um, our product uh, we call Enskill English for helping people to improve their spoken English uh, communication skills. And and we offer that uh, uh, two ways. One, one, uh, uh, well, we we offer it as a standalone product, uh, but we also offer it to uh, resellers who um, then can bundle it with other products that that they are are selling, and so that's working uh, uh, pretty well uh, for us. So, uh, you know that. I, our, our, our resellers, you know, they may, um, some of them have relationships with an existing book publisher. And so they then bundle our uh, offering with that textbook and then sell it uh, to, uh, to their customers as a package. Great. So this is the only pre-built product you have right now? Uh, that we're offering right now. So, so uh, we 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 are uh, we have two more products that we're we're busy developing right now. One, uh, as I said, for uh, English for manufacturing purposes, and the uh, another is uh, is communication skills for for public health contact tracers uh, uh, in in particular. And uh, we see good potential there, but. But really, what we our our goal is to be uh, to be able to provide customers tools that they can use to create uh, and customize content themselves, and that that's where we see the um, uh, the big scaling potential. And 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 this is one one of our key goals for this fundraise is to be able to um, uh, is is to um, uh, develop and offer tools that people can use to create content on our platform. Yeah, I see on your form C that you would like to open up your software to third party developers. Would you That's like right. to give us some details on that? So what's your plan? So the 
you know, we, we have um, established relationships with major publishers. And so they, uh, those look like, uh, like good potential um, uh, customers for our, uh, our new, um, uh, our new tool set, because they typically have their own editors and they want to be able to create content themselves. And so uh, we're happy uh, to support them in that. Uh, I also see that as a way of scaling up our, um, uh, our HR offerings for various industries. You know, we, we can't, you know, I mentioned a couple of industries that we're doing work in, but there are a lot of other industries that we, we just don't have a presence in and it, it wouldn't make sense for us to try to develop that. So, uh, so basically once we can provide our platform and authoring tools to, to HR, um, departments in their in various uh, industries, then they can take advantage of it. And that's how I see that uh, uh, to, to increase and accelerate the, um, the growth of our, uh, of, the, of the user base on the platform. So with regards to your English learning product, mm -hmm. how are you marketing that right now? So we, uh, we, we market it uh, uh, directly to institutions. You know, we do ads in, in, in social media and we work with, uh, and then we work with resellers and our, our, we cooperate, support our resellers in, in, uh, in their sales efforts in, uh, in particular countries. So, so what they typically do is they'll go out and they will meet with, uh, with, uh, directors of English language programs at, at, uh, at, at various uh, universities, particularly ones with online um, programs, and then and then offer our um, our product uh, to them uh, either as standalone or or we can offer to integrate with their with the other um, curriculum materials that they're already using. Great, thanks. So, with regards to your HR product. I see that you have some serious competitors out there and that you're trying to secure partnerships with them to integrate your AI into their products. Mm -hmm. So right. I took a look at your competitors' websites and see that they offer some AI solutions and I would like to know more about how do you differ from them and how would you like to offer, you know, what, what would you like to offer them? So our platform uh, uses AI in, in multiple ways. You know, when, when you look at, at AI capabilities that some of these, uh, uh, these companies have, you know, a typical thing they may focus on is, is personalized selection of learning content. And that is one thing that we do. But we also use AI for creating these interactive simulations of, of, of workplace interactions and for automatically assessing the competency of the learners in, in, in that process. So, and, and this benefits uh, from the fact that we've been, you know, we've been continuing to develop and improve and extend our AI capabilities so that it's, it's beyond what what competitors out there uh, uh, have to offer. Now that having been said, we can integrate 
uh, our um, capabilities, our platform with commercial learning management systems. So it's not difficult then for us to uh, provide offerings that integrate with uh, with other uh, uh, people's offerings, particularly uh, those companies that really want um, to offer a platform and want to be able to expand the range of, of offerings on their platform. Uh, we're happy to uh, work with them to make that happen. So I, I can see from your form C that you had a regulation D offering three years ago. Did you have any other round before or you bootstrapped the business before that? It was bootstrap prior to that. And yes, uh, the, the regulation D, we did have a regulation D uh, offering um, uh, a, a few years ago. Um, we're having a lot more success this time around with the regulation CF because we, first, first of all, we can opt make our offering available to many more investors and and uh we i um i hired really um uh, our director of marketing who has experience in doing regular regulation cf fundraising and has a lot of experience on how to uh make um to present uh offerings uh, effectively and so we've been optimizing our our messaging and marketing uh, we also have gotten a lot of help from Start Engine. So the uh, uh, the, the offering that we did before uh, was with Flash, was a, a platform called Flash Funders, and we were entirely responsible for finding the investors our, ourselves. Whereas Start Engine has a community of, of investors, and so many of the people who've invested in Alelo. They previously invested in another start engine offering, and now they're looking around for other uh, offerings that, um, uh, that that look attractive. So, so this has enabled us to to really expand our investor base in in a very nice way. Uh, also, uh, here in the United States, they've recently raised the ceiling for Regulation CF. Um, yeah. Investments it used to be a ceiling of 1.07 million. Now it's been increased to five million, and so we are eligible to uh, to continue to raise. and And this is very timely for us because now that we're part of this um, this um, uh, uh, X Prize Rapid Reskilling competition, we need to raise funds to um, to expand our offering. Um, on the other hand, if we if we win, then that we get a prize. We've already run won a prize of of a hundred thousand dollars for participating, but the grand prize is one and a half million. And so, if we if we win that, then that's significant capital to work with. So um, uh, so overall, this is this is playing out um, uh, uh, very well for us, and I think this is going to prove to be a success, a very successful raise. Yeah, yeah. So ac according to your form C, almost all the companies that had a maturity date of 2020 or early 2021, would you mind giving us an update on the company's finances? Has all the debt been paid out? Do you have secured any other debt in the meantime? Um, we, um, 
the debt that we reported on the uh, on the Form C, uh, we've we've rolled over, so uh, the, uh, extended the maturity uh, on that. Uh, we did recently take out a uh, a loan under the uh, Paytech Paycheck Protection Program uh, in the United States. Uh, but the advantage of that is that uh, those, uh, if you meet certain eligibility criteria, uh, those loans are forgivable. So, um, um, so, uh, so that's enabled us to um, uh, to that that's helped out. So, so you know, other other than that, um, um, I think there's maybe another hundred thousand dollars of 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 uh debt financing that we um uh took out in the in the last six months and uh as as our new uh hr products uh are uh, you know expand traction then we'll we expect to be um uh paying that off um, uh later this year okay so m moving forward to the next question I see that the company currently holds two suit patents. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about that? What do the patents protect? Are they held by the company or by an individual? Why did you decide to secure patents instead of keeping trade secrets? So, you know, it's a combination of the two, the, the uh, patents and, and, and trade secrets, of course. Uh, the 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 pat the technology that was patented was originally developed at the university, and and so uh, basically what we did was we we secured the rights uh, to uh, in in return for a, um, obtaining patent pr protection we exclude uh, we obtain exclusive rights to. Um, to commercialize the technology, so you know, so that's a model that works pretty well for uh, for uh, for commercializing university IP. Um, but uh, but to your point, um, you know, recently we have been um, mainly uh, focusing on, on on trade secrets, uh, and, and also um, you know a lot of our uh, real competitive advantage comes from the uh the data that we collect and use to train our uh, ai algorithms so that's not something that's readily patentable but but provides an um, immense value to us and gives us an advantage to um uh, over uh, uh other products that that may not have access to that that, that data that's been a that's been a big plus for us yeah i, I completely agree with that so moving forward to the last question, what do you believe is the biggest risk for the company? I think the biggest, um, you know, as, as I said, we are, uh, we're launching some new products and each time you launch a product, there is a certain uh, risk that that might not get the market traction that uh, that we hope for. Uh, but we're spreading that risk. For, first of all, we have the established products uh, that uh, that uh, are available now. And, you know, at our English language product continues to develop customers and resellers. So so that seems to be 
in, in a very good place now. So that that really um, mitigates the risk as as we uh, as we uh, as we launch new products going forward. Okay, great. So thanks very much for being here today. I'm sure all our listeners will be excited to check out your campaign on Start Engine, and I wish you all the best. Thank you. This has been a pleasure to speak with you today.